0: yo 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 what's happening everybody welcome to the ltk show my name is luther kangas on today's show uh, i got to talk to a friend of mine uh from back in the day back in middle school high school middle when i was younger we played hockey together growing up and just a really good dude um and i'm glad i was able to catch up to him his name's dan holcalter he uh, currently is a fiddle player for Dirks Bentley. Um, he's been with them for 10 years. Uh, he's also played with Gretchen Wilson, um, Lone Star, to name a few. He's played with um, a, you know a few different bands throughout his day. Uh, got his start back here in Minnesota, where I'm from, and we caught up and just really, basically, just talked about his story. You know how he got into fiddling, how he. You know, ascended up through the ranks, so to speak, and ended up moving to Nashville and giving it a shot. Um, so he was nice enough to take some time and talk about his story and some of his ups and downs. And he's been been through some things in his life that have uh, made him who he is today. And I just appreciate the fact that he shared what he did, um, some personal things, and just some, we had some fun with it too. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is. LTK show with Dan Holcalter.
1: Question: Is this like yeah. just and it doesn't matter either way? It, are you like editing this at the end, or is it like just a free free flow, or like what's the what's the the vibe? I'm just curious. It doesn't matter. So
0: what, like what I usually like to do is I, I don't edit much. Okay. Like I like to I yeah. like to just let it unfold and like if we, okay whatever yeah. stumble say something stupid like whatever I just like I want it to be as authentic as possible. Okay. You know? So if you want to let her fly, if you want F-bombs or S-bombs
1: or... It's all good? Yeah. All right, (laughs) because that's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Uh, No, I'll try try not to. Yeah, I'll try not to. All All
0: right, right. Let's go. Love it. So, yeah, we're rocking here. What's your favorite Garth song?
1: Favorite Garth Brooks song, man? I would say... Colin Baton Rouge it's got the I'm a fiddle player. It's got the big fiddle part on it and a lot of good ones, but that one's that one's a great one. So I try to remember
0: that was was that your uh um what do you call it? Assembly song? School assembly?
1: Uh I, I played it, yeah. I played uh one year I did Devil Went Down to Georgia and then the next year. Yeah, I, that's I, I right. Did, Back in Nights, Baton school, Rouge did what
0: yeah. so Junior year was double Went Down to Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Sounds right. And then senior year was yeah. on Baton Rouge. I think you're right. Yep.
1: Okay. That's right. I remember that. Um, somehow I favorite. thought it was a good idea to uh, sing it as well, not being a singer. <laughs> I'd hate to find that VHS tape and watch it back. Probably be horrified. <laughs> the VHS.
0: Uh, love it. Um, favorite
1: Shania song? Shania. I, I loved Shania, back in the '90s. I love me some Shania, man. Still She's do, got,
0: yeah. Seriously, like I don't know, twelve, fifteen, just real good songs. It's really good,
1: yeah. Um, but man, we've been we've been uh, it's kind of started as a joke, still is a joke. But we've been we've been playing a little bit of "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" during a lot of our shows, so that one's kind of top of mind. And it, I mean, talk about a crowd pleaser, man. The ladies love that one <laughs> even if it's sixteen like, singing it. <laughs> I feel like, I wonder like as a
0: performer when you do covers, do you feel like a different response from the fans? I mean,
1: if it's a good cover, like, yeah, or like the, or the right cover, like some like we we've always kind of had a not I mean it, it's hard to find the right cover that that makes sense for the you know the artist that you're with and and the and the fans get it and you pull it off well and kind of in a fun way yeah so some sometimes we'll do you know do a cover song and it doesn't really do what we were hoping but man i feel like a woman shit talk about a burner right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah dude i mean i think yeah i mean anytime really any band decides to play that you're gonna get you're gonna get the ladies. The ladies rocking. are
1: on your side for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um
0: so I know we grew up kind of listening to Metallica. So Metallica or Led Zeppelin?
1: Yeah. Um I mean that's tough. Jimmy Page, Red Hole Crew. <laughs> and why how's that? We'll throw in a Y for this Amazing. one. Amazing. But may I mean I was I was uh, despite being a fiddle player I was I was a big Metallica geek back in the day and can't deny some of that stuff man um, so I'm going Metallica uh-huh uh-huh disgracefully saying like, Metallica <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm I'm really fifty-fifty on this one I feel like Metallica has more like I don't know thirty songs that like I know and can probably yeah. listen to yeah whereas zeppelin at least for me has like a dozen yeah you know that i really like yeah um and and
1: for all i i will say led zeppelin's probably not probably led zeppelin's a way better more influential band than metallica and i'm acknowledging that but i'm just i'm reverting back to 16 year old me and (laughs) cranking up hero of the day in my car (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: just just Some roll That's my the...
1: final answer. <laughs> Dude, speaking
0: of in your car, do you remember going up to the casino? I uh, remember the one time in the Crown Vic? And you had, <laughs> yeah. the, and you, and you had that baby on the
1: governor. Yeah. Do you I remember that? I hope my parents don't hear I this. And all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, thing, <laughs> that, 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 thing, that thing could fly, man. I forget what it maxed out at, but way yeah, too I fast think, for... I think it was 108. Yeah, that's a, for... that's way too fast for... Seventeen-year-old kids with with one fake ID amongst the six of them to be heading up to play some blackjack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, oh yeah, I got I got myself a ticket on the way home. Yeah, with uh, Brad Sean Kalova one time I was going yeah. ninety. I, I just never did miraculously, but really? shockingly, yeah, yeah, smart decisions. <laughs> What's what we did? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, wild or preds? Wild also or wild. Preds? Nashville Predators.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going. I'm going Preds, man. I gotta go with Nashville Predators, which uh, you know. I mean, it's, it's, games are so much. They're they're so fun down here, and we, we didn't even have a a pro team really when back when I lived in, in Minnesota. I moved away in 2002,
0: so I I barely. i I, I, remember the north stars barely right yeah
1: i remember i I remember going to a north stars game with my dad i remember them going to the finals in 92 maybe 91 92 something like that
0: yep i think it was 91 92 yeah
1: yeah uh so and and you know got a lot of love for minnesota minnesota sports teams but i'm I'm going preds on this one i would take the vikings over the titans but I will take the predators. Alright, well that's wild. good. That's yeah. good. So you still watch the Vikes. Like <laughs> still watch the Vikes. Oh, I mean when, when they're on can. yeah, when they're on down here, which is very seldom. Yeah. And you know, I got they gotta make it deep into the playoffs for me to see more than a couple games, which has proven difficult. But uh yeah. Vikings, twins don't really care for basketball too much. Yeah, Wolves, yeah. man, they're just like yeah. 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 I mean, once Kevin Garnett goals. left, I kinda lost a lot of interest. Uh huh.
0: That was smart of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The best hockey player you've played with since we're
1: talking about hockey. Yeah. Best hockey player I've played with. Um, Man, a lot of greats just in my graduating class. Uh, I know. Yourself included. Eh, (laughs) eh.
0: (laughs) Maybe not great. Decent. I don't know. Sure. We'll take it.
1: Stick handling. Whiz for sure, uh, yeah. But we on on the road, um, I, I, uh, get, we get a lot of chances to uh, play hockey once in a while when we have an off day, or it just kind of works out. And we've we've gotten to skate with a few NHL teams during their uh, practice or or whatnot, and uh, got to skate with the the Calgary Flames once up there, and uh, skated with the whole team. And Jerome, how do you say it, Luther? <laughs> I love it, Jerome (laughs) Aginla. Aginla. If I had it written down in front of me, I would say it right. Yeah, got to skate with him, so I I would. I would say he's he's the best that I've had the opportunity to play with. Okay, yeah,
0: that's awesome. What other teams have you
1: guys skated with?
0: Uh, Calgary.
1: We 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 skated with them. Um, We we've skated with. I guess it's we haven't skated with a a lot of teams. Think about skated with the Predators, or is that? No, I, of... I never have. Dirk, Dirks has been out out there with those guys, I'm sure, but I've I've never uh, had the chance. But we've we've played uh we've played at a lot of a lot of different uh, of the arenas and uh, Calgary. L- like I said before we started, like my memory is awful, so there's there's probably some other ones, but I can't <laughs> recall. We played with some minor league teams and and stuff like that. And, okay, uh, like some junior teams up in Canada. You know, you want to get schooled by like some 15 year olds? Go uh, go play junior hockey up in Canada. Uh-huh it's pretty crazy yeah um but yeah we've had a lot of a lot of fun getting to do that once in a while
0: yeah for sure that's sweet um have you ever been starstruck by someone obviously you've met a lot of different artists and
1: celebrities and yeah uh yeah it's it's uh it's always cool to to get to you know meet somebody that you've always respected and and uh you know been a fan of your whole life and stuff, and I've had I've had a lot of opportunity to, to do that, fortunately. Um, the one one uh, instance that comes to mind is is uh, seeing Garth Brooks for the first time. This was like, maybe like five or six years ago or something like that, and it was kinda, you know, he hadn't been touring again, he hadn't been making new music and, and stuff, and, and he was just kinda off the radar for like 20 years or whatever, and uh, I was backstage at the ACM Awards, which is this country music award show out in Vegas every year, uh-huh. and uh, I was backstage and walking down the hallway, and there's there's Garth, Big G, standing in the <laughs> hallway, and 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 uh, I didn't I didn't bother him or talk to him or anything, but but just like seeing him standing there, and he's big. Like I, I thought he was like kind of a shorter guy until I yeah. first saw him. He's a tall guy. He's big, and uh, so I was just like, holy shit, that's that's Garth Brooks standing that's, right here i imagine so.
0: his presence probably had something to do with it too yeah
1: that too but he's you like know? he's he's just a he's like six he's feet tall dude, huh? yeah he's yeah. like he's like a big guy and he's got a got the cowboy hat on and he's and he's garth brooks <laughs> right <laughs>
0: did you did you meet him or did you just like see him and
1: you're like holy balls that's garth uh, uh the, that that time i didn't i didn't talk to him or meet him or anything but okay but as as uh uh you know Living in, in Nashville and doing what I do, it's, it's just it's just kind of surreal at times. A, a couple months ago, we played for a, uh, a funeral memorial for this uh, legendary radio DJ named Bob Kingsley, who was okay. the host of like the uh, I forget what the countdown was, but but the the country big country countdown that everybody listened to back in I think it was America's Country Countdown or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but he was like, you'd know the voice for sure, right? Right. And I think so I know we, the name even too. Yeah. Yeah. How you say it. Yeah, mm. so we we played his. He passed away a few months ago, and we we played his memorial. And uh, Dirks was there, and there was some songwriters there that were kind of uh, you know just playing songs to honor his memory. And Garth Brooks was there with with Trisha Yearwood, and and we. Uh, long story short, we wound up being the house band for Garth and these other people that were that were there at the part of this thing. We played uh, "Will the Circle Be Unbroken" at the end of this memorial service, and played a song with Garth Brooks. Man, it's pretty 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 wild. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, that's phenomenal. Hey, eh? yeah. yeah, that's freaking cool. Um, all right, last one is gonna be what's your favorite Dirk
1: song? Favorite Dirk song, um, man. It's I'm I'm lucky because he's got a lot of great songs, so it's so the shows are, are fun every single night, and uh, you know I've I've been with him now almost ten years, so I've played these songs literally hundreds of times mm-hmm. um but the, but it's it's still fun he's got a lot of great songs a lot of really fun songs but if I was to pick one I would probably say free and easy um just free a good and easy good feel good song got the banjo rolling crowds clapping along it's always a good time
0: yeah yeah you know what song I like and tell me I don't know if you played it often is trying to stop your leaving
1: it's a good song, man.
0: Yeah, dude, I a- love that song. And like, I think I've been to I don't know five or six shows. Yeah, you know, since you've um, become the fiddler, and yeah. uh, I don't not that I can recall has that song been played. Maybe it was early on. It might have yeah. been, but that yeah. song's definitely grown on me. I like that song.
1: Yeah, when I when I started in the band back in 2010, it was it was in the set list. It was a regular in the set list, and then okay. as you know i mean he's he's put out probably i think three albums since then so you know three or four hit songs off of each of those records and now you got 12 more songs you got to kind of fit in the set list so it's it's gone by the wayside a little bit but man that's that's a great song for sure
0: yeah yeah i love that one um before we move on we gotta talk about that uh that dwight story i know you got a chance to meet dwight yokum yeah i love that
1: um and you played with him right yeah yeah we did for sure uh yeah, I'm. I'm a. I've always been a huge Dwight fan. Saw him at I uh, uh, forget what theater, maybe the Orpheum or something in Minneapolis back in like the late '90s. You know, and uh, I've always been a, a big fan of, of Dwight and his former guitar player Pete Anderson. And
0: yeah, dude, didn't he wear like shades or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. I feel like in the Fast Is You
1: video, that's what he was Yeah. Wearing, yeah. I'm, right? sure, I'm, I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he produced his records and, and, uh, oh, a he bunch did of that stuff and played guitar and everything. He's just, yeah. He's like talented dude, obviously. Yeah. One of my favorite guitar players. Um, but yeah, I got to, got to, uh, got to play a song with Dwight a couple years ago. He was, I don't even know how it happened, but, but, uh, it was set up that, that Dwight was going to, play uh fast as you with dirks and and us be the the backup band um so yeah we got to got to meet him and you never know like you know when you meet somebody that you know that you're a fan of you don't know if they're gonna be like totally cool and awesome or if they're gonna be complete assholes or or what you're gonna get you know but yeah he was he was great he was really really cool um and it was it was a lot of fun to get to uh play fast as you with them yeah um yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. The uh, we we were playing this for the CMA Music Fest, which is this country music festival. that happens in Nashville every June, and uh, we're doing "Fast as You." And um, you know, the the big outro of that song is just like this crazy guitar soul that lasts that's for a, like that's didn
0: and didn't. Dude, and and and, dude I love that song yeah yeah. My, yeah got
1: that and then the the, the, the endings just like this great soul that just kind of goes on and fades out on the record and goes forever so we're doing that and our guitar player's like you know rocking out having his moment because um, we're all so I mean we're, we're all so pumped to, to get to do this with Dwight he's like he's like the man for all of us our guitar player's from Kentucky Dwight's from Kentucky like it's a big it was it was really Dwight's cool for just all of us cool man he's
0: like, just the he's coolest freaking cool like he's he's yeah. an actor like yeah. musician like just yeah
1: he's he's just yeah he's he's dwight yoakam man gets he's, to wear the
0: tight pants and he pulls it <laughs> off it's
1: like <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> so our guitar player is like rocking out the solo and and you know dwight comes up to him and he he gives him what i think was intended to be like a little like like a you know, attaboy like kinda of nudge, you know, but he <laughs> he uh he kind of he kinda of hip checked him into the boards a little bit and uh <laughs> and our guitar player kinda of stumbled forward like, Whoa, hey, like what was that? <laughs> and dwight <laughs> thought it was pretty funny so he, he uh went on to do it about you know three four more times and this is like on on television our guitar player's trying to like nail the part and, and play and he's getting like hip checked <laughs> by dwight yokum so it's, i'm sure it's out there on youtube somewhere it's pretty funny yeah dwight and dirks youtube it oh my yeah. yeah i'm gonna yeah i gotta watch that for sure that's great
0: <laughs> i love it um sweet man well let's uh let's roll into um kind of how you got into I guess really just kind of how you got into fiddling when did that start I remember like did not you start I don't know like we were you were young what four or five something like that
1: yeah I was I was pretty young um back to this memory thing I don't I don't remember even starting (laughs) to be honest but yeah but uh I was I I was just shy of four when when my parents got me started on on a violin lessons and uh I was me and my two sisters were we were watched by um, my grandma, my mom's side um, during the day while they while my parents worked and stuff and, and my grandma uh, told my parents that, sh- that they thought I was kind of musically inclined for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh, my parents were, as the story goes, I don't remember any of this, but yeah. as the story goes, um, they wanted to get me to start on like a some sort of lesson, you know, some sort of musical lesson to kind of see if that would take or whatever. We didn't have a piano mm-hmm. in the house and they were watching TV one night and saw these little kids you know, screeching on their little violins and they thought oh maybe we could do that so that's kind of how it started you know it's kind of just introduced to me at a young age and and uh and i guess i i guess i liked it well enough to still be doing it
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's interesting because i wonder like i like i've tried to learn guitar very briefly like i i'm not very good at it and it was at like an older age but like i struggle with it like the dexterity portion and like yeah it's it's tough man and like i just wonder if certain people like at the age of four if you put you know a fiddle in their hands or if you would put a fiddle in my hands like how ugly it would have been or how hard it would have been for me to learn you know what i mean yeah so i don't i don't know it's, it's interesting that you know you were kind of almost like a natural
1: well i i don't know about that because like i I've watched like, you know, videos of me from when I was like 10 or 12 or whatever. Uh-huh. Still pretty bad. <laughs> still, <laughs> still still screeching, still out of tune, still Yeah. Yeah, you know, still figuring it out for sure. So like, you know, if you ever go to like a state fair talent contest or something, you'll see like a like a 6-year-old kid who's like a whiz on the piano just like playing all this crazy stuff and I mean, that wasn't me, as far as I, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, obviously, it takes practice, and you know, yeah. you just wanting
1: to be able to do it too is the other half. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I guess. Yeah. And and for for me, like once I got a little a little older, um, you know, and and country music kind of became. A thing, that, you it know, did,
0: man. Actually, now that I think about it, the timing was pretty good for yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. Like in the mid '90s, I feel like it got popular. Like it, I it remember got, yeah. when I was in, I don't know, maybe we'll call it third, fourth grade, and like my sister was, li- my older sister was listening to country, and I'm like, ah, this is stupid, this is dumb. Yeah. And then like two years later, I'm like, dude, I love country. Like, yeah. Just all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I feel like my my parents both you know enjoy music my mom my mom's like the biggest willie nelson fan ever and and uh my, my dad and my mom recently just they just wanted to get rid of all their like vinyl records that they had so I, me and me i took i took a bulk of them and my other sister took quite a few that she wanted and stuff and like they had great taste in music like looking back like they had yeah. they had stuff all over the map they had they had uh you know flattened scrugs and they had you know Eric Clapton and B.B. King and like, just like blues, bluegrass, country, rock, everything in between. So it was, you know, um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. But, but we didn't, but I don't remember country music being a thing in my house until my first memory of it was, was my, uh, my sister, older sister had a boyfriend who like was into it. Like he was probably, I don't know, 15 at the time or something like that. He would like Uh a cowboy hat around and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, you know, see C- CMT and like, he kind of introduced, I felt like he introduced the, our, our family to like this country music thing. Uh-huh. And, I, and I just loved it. Yeah. And, and, but so you're right. I think it was a, a good, a good, uh, you know, serendipitous timing as well, because it just, it was, it was everywhere in the, in the, in the nineties, you know, when we were both kind of figuring out what kind of music we liked on our own and stuff. And it was just like, it was, it was huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: I think, you know to go a little deeper into it um i wonder how much of that it can be attributed to garth like just the fact that he came in and brought in like a new flavor and kind of like a rock type of energy to it yeah you know and i feel like he did a you know he was very influential in like popularizing it
1: yeah in the states at least absolutely i played you know central park for for god's sakes like how many country artists can do that it was just it was just this phenomenon in the 90s like just like and and i i, I wish i was here in nashville in in the 90s when that was happening because i'm sure there were a lot of oh, people yeah. rolling their eyes at, at garth like oh gosh right yeah,
0: yeah that, but, that's that's you true. know
1: for us suburban kids in minnesota it was like you know yeah. he ushered in a lot of a lot of that stuff and, and yeah uh, you know i'm so thankful that um, you know, I also I also played music with with people that were, you know, once I got a little older, you know, kind of high school age, I played music with with folks that were older than me and a lot older than me and they kind of introduced me to stuff that was, you know, from like the 60s and the 50s and even like earlier than that. So like I got a pretty good education of of not only what was happening like on the radio at that time, but like the history of it too, you know. Um so that was that was a pretty pretty uh, awesome thing to be exposed to.
0: Yeah, so so, you do like I don't know the lesson thing, you start to get better, and then I don't know when do you feel like this is like becoming a passion of yours, or like you know what I kind of wanna pursue this and and take it to another level,
1: yeah, um, I think it was like once once like performing out like in in public like once that kind of became more of a more of a thing, I think, yeah. I think that it it became a lot more fun um i uh You know, I I, I never wanted to like, and I'm still this way. Like if, you know, we're hanging around at Christmas and and this never happens, but if it did, like if someone's like, hey, play us a Christmas song, you know, I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to do that (laughs) in this like little, (laughs) this like little (laughs) environment. And it's all like my family, like it's totally safe little, little place. But like playing for like a small intimate crowd like that, not my thing, but like when you like in front of like strangers, whether there's a hundred or a hundred thousand, it doesn't matter, like, much more comfortable with that than being in like a small little that's weird huh yeah it's, it's it, kind of interesting dynamic. I, I i don't know what, what what's up with that but my my wife is a is a singer and and she went to college for for uh oboe and you know she's a musician as well and she's she's the same way man she would much rather perform for a group of people than a small you know little little gathering with yeah like i wonder why friends. that is i don't know it's really there's really strange. like
0: more pressure or just people know you better you know them better maybe that's know. I don't that's even what it is
1: I don't know like it just doesn't even make sense I don't know but <laughs> but I, I would say back to like w- what you were talking about like um, you know I I started like entering in like some fiddle contests which which uh, you know at, at like county fairs and like you know other fiddle contests that are kind of around the state of Minnesota I didn't do a, a ton of them but I did a few and you know if you won you got like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something like that so that was that was pretty cool nice to like perk play a couple songs and then and then uh get to you know get a get a check at the end of the day if you if you won i I remember the first one i did um it was the suede pines fiddle contest is what it was called and it was up in i think it was at uh up in saint cloud minnesota somewhere up there okay and i won this thing there's you know there may have only been two kids in it I don't remember but I I won it I got a hundred bucks and I was like dang this is awesome so went to Best Buy bought myself a Discman and two CDs they were the first two CDs I ever bought and it was uh, Spin Doctors (laughs) Pocket Full of Kryptonite and and the Metallica Black Album (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah and uh, Spin Doctors didn't get a lot of play but the Metallica one definitely did (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh... (laughs) a Yeah, every song on that black
0: album pretty much is yeah, yeah. <laughs> listenable. But what is there two on the spin doctors? Yeah,
1: exactly. I I couldn't tell you probably. You got little miss and uh, L- little miss, yeah, two and, princes uh, or whatever that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's another. There's a third. I'm I'm spacing yeah. on the third one, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's like playing out for fiddle contests, and then uh, I did a couple. You know, there's the the St. Paul. Uh, winter carnival that that happens every year up in St. Paul, and there's there used to be a, a talent show portion of that. You know, where like all sorts of kids, and maybe even maybe even adults too. I don't know. But and now you know, you're you getting just...
0: a little more into the big time, stepping well, out of St. Cloud into St. Paul. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, down no, I the... mean for
0: real. Like that's yeah, a bigger deal there. It's a, right? a
1: bigger deal. Yeah, I I remember uh, I had this song. Worked up, and we were gonna, you know, it's gonna enter this this talent contest, and I think I think the audition was at the Rosedale Mall, if I'm not mistaken, maybe. Okay. And uh-huh. and if you if you like, you know, made it past this audition, then you got to be in like the actual like finals for the talent contest or whatever. Yeah. And so I so and I did, and I got into this finals in the talent contest. And I, but I didn't I didn't win. I didn't I didn't win anything at all. I think I think like I was talking about like some virtuoso piano player probably won. I'm I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I but through that I I uh, just our, our family kind of met some other people that that put on shows around town. Like kind of like a variety show, and they were like you you know if you wanted to do this it'd be it'd be really you know it'd be a good experience. You could play some music in front of people and stuff. And so. Uh, I did that uh, for a little while, and we would play it, like, you know, a couple times a month. We'd play it, like, I don't know, nursing homes and Elks Lodges and just kind of wherever, you know? Yeah. And through that, I met some other musicians, and they kind of took me under their wing, and then we kind of started doing our own thing. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I was lucky because I was in, like, high school, and I was in a band, but all these other guys that were in the band were, like, age 40 to 75, so they had all these crazy years of experience where i didn't have any and i was just learning from those guys all the time so it was a really yeah they a really cool experience yeah all that
0: knowledge on to you
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah that's cool so that was that was high noon
1: is that uh that or was what was that that was like uh you probably remember there, there there was an uh there was an accordion guy named john steiner yeah yep. uh he was one of them and yeah. uh and there was another there was a guitar player named uh, Chuck Pike who who was probably in his 70s at the time, uh, and he he was like this awesome jazz uh you know guitar player guy that played all these crazy chords up and down the neck, and it was just like nothing I'd ever seen before yeah. and then this other guitar player named Russ Wolf, who lived in Stillwater uh, and he he was like the you know he was probably in his 70s too um, he played this he played this 1938 Martin. D twenty eight that he uh, that he bought brand new back in nineteen thirty eight and he played it his whole life, and he just had he was just a wealth of of country music history, and just a wealth of knowledge. He had like yeah. you know stacks and stacks of, of sheet music and music books and, and recordings and all this stuff, and it was just like he just knew everything about about the history of country music. And I learned I learned so much from from him in particular. It was yeah. really really great experience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So then you're playing with those guys that was like in high school right
1: yeah that was like uh probably middle school high school yeah and we would you know kind of same kind of thing like we would play you know we'd play for like uh like you know um market fest is, is a you yeah know, the, the, the weekly yep. yeah like town festival thing in white bear uh up in minnesota and we'd you know play for you know sometimes play for nursing homes and just like like i said elks lodges and people would just like you know just hire us to play music for just kind of any, you know, family reunions, just kind of anything and everything. So Mm -hmm. it was like a really great education in, in just like, you know, being a working musician, you know, like you, you got your gear, you put it in the, in the trunk of your car, you drive to the gig, you set, set the shit up, you know, you play, you play songs, you figure out what songs people want to hear, what songs people don't want to hear, kind of read the room a little bit. And, uh, and you know, maybe like, you know, somebody, Asks for a certain song that I've never even heard of because I'm 15 and I don't even I don't even know what some of this stuff is, you know. But the other guys know it, so they play it, and I'm kind of like listening and trying to improvise and trying to like trying to learn on the fly. So it was a it was a really amazing education. And then we got paid at the end of the day, so it's you know made made 50 bucks and went home too. So it was, it was a pretty cool experience.
0: Yeah, really getting your feet wet, eh? Yeah, really exactly. Yeah, learning the, the tricks of the trade, so to speak. For sure that's cool um so and then rolling into high school um so when did you like when did you get in with high noon was that high school or was that after
1: yeah uh, high noon was this uh this cover band that that played uh around minnesota and kind of the regionally upper midwest yeah yeah a lot of a lot of minnesota stuff we during my time with them we went to north dakota a couple times and probably into wisconsin a little bit but you know mainly like you know they had this circuit in Minnesota that they played all the time, and it, the band had been around. I don't think there were any original members when I was in it, um, but okay. I think the band had been around since like the '80s. So they they had like a, a really a really great following, and and you know they would they would play these places, and you know fifteen hundred, couple thousand people would show up. So they had they had like a, a really good following around the state and uh that that was probably for me it was probably like i want to say 98 or 99 so i was like a a junior maybe Mm -hmm. junior or senior in high school um and and uh yeah we played like friday friday nights and saturday nights pretty much pretty much every weekend um you know we'd play from i want to say nine to one i think the bars closed at one at that Uh time maybe they still do uh and yeah so like you know friday night you know my typically my parents would would drive me to the gig or or once in a while like one of the other band guys would would give me a lift and and uh you know play for four hours in a (laughs) in a smoky bar with a bunch of people getting drunk and (laughs) and then uh smoking back then too (laughs) yeah yeah. for sure yeah absolutely so it was was kind of an interesting uh way to spend your friday nights as a as as a 17 year old kid (laughs) Yeah. yeah All right yeah yeah i think it, yeah <laughs> it wasn't every weekend but it was it was a lot of weekends you know and uh but that was great great experience just you know in another way just like learning how to be you know to be entertaining on stage and not you know there's sometimes there's more to it than just standing up there and, and kind of playing your part with your head down you know you kind of got right. to open up a little bit and be engaging and and all that kind of stuff and uh you know once again i was 17 the next youngest guy was probably 30 and then the oldest guy is probably like forty-five. So like I'm learning from these guys that have been doing it for as long as I've been alive, really. So it's pretty pretty incredible experience. Yeah, I remember. I
0: th- I want to say I went up to like Elk River to watch you guys play. Yeah. Some bar I want to say when we were in high school and. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of my first times being exposed to that type of <laughs> environment too.
1: Yeah. Did you they know? let Did they let you in? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> maybe, maybe I
0: was 18. I don't know. And then like. Yeah, I feel like I. It might have been like a restaurant bar, so like it was okay. Oh yeah, yeah. There this was some of, of those.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: So. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that was high school. That was high noon. Um, when did you decide to to go to Nashville or or move to Nashville? Uh
1: yeah, so that was like so I graduated high school in in uh, two thousand. Um yep. And then I wound up. Moving to Nashville towards the end of 2002. So a couple years, a couple did years you, after did that. Did
0: you? Yeah. So, so graduate 2000, you moved in 02, like the Yeah. Like the yeah, fall. Like fall, if
1: I remember right. Yeah.
0: And that was when you enrolled in school there.
1: Uh, yeah. So, was that um, your
0: intent to do that?
1: Yeah. School was kind of the, kind of the, the, the cat well not catalyst but the just the kind of the excuse to to get down here you know like come down here and go to school and and uh but really i want i i wanted to to play music you know that's that's that was the ultimate reason to get down here and um but yeah i i enrolled at, at belmont university it was i wanted to i figured like music business would be a good degree to get and it was the only school that I knew of that had that. There's a there was a few others back then that I didn't even know about, but but uh, yeah, I w- enrolled at, at Belmont, and then um, as as it turned out, I wound up kind of kind of wound up touring at the same time that I that I was going to school and and kind of did both until I eventually graduated. Okay, and we should
0: back up so the gap between 2000 and 2002. Um, you were diagnosed with cancer
1: yeah yeah so i was uh so graduated in 2000 and then uh in like 2001 um you know it was a it was a high noon gig actually i, I woke up one morning and i was like had this crazy fever like 105 degree fever or something like that i was really sick yeah um it wasn't feeling good but and i like had these crazy chills and everything but i had a gig that night so i was like well Got to go to the gig, <laughs> so yeah. so I did, and uh, you know I, I wore like a jacket the whole night. It was like this. I remember it pretty well. It was just, It was a stuffy, tiny, uh, tiny bar basically. I don't remember uh, where it was. It was in like southwestern Minnesota somewhere, uh, but it was like 200 degrees in this in this room. Like everybody was sweating their ass off, and I'm up there in yeah. my jacket, like I'm freezing. And it was, really? What what is wrong with you? So um, um, got home that night. And, uh, and, and like, you know, took some medicine stuff and, and, and wound up going to the doctor. And, uh, they thought it was like some weird viral infection or whatever. And they're like, oh, we'll we'll keep your eye, keep our eyes on it, but, you know, it should, it should get better. And they did a blood test and they were kind of monitoring that. And, uh, then I kind of got better. And then, uh, they wanted me to come in like a couple months later to do another blood test to make sure everything was good. Mm -hmm. And this whole time, me and my family were just thinking like it's just some virus, you know, that, That has run its course, but they did a blood test and and my, uh, I think it was my white blood cell count was like way off. It was, it's supposed to be, I don't remember the numbers anymore, but it was really, really low compared to what it was supposed to be. So they're like, all right, we're going to check out your bone marrow. We still don't think it's anything crazy, but we want to just check and make sure. And maybe they probably did. Looking back, they were probably looking for what they found, but they didn't. They didn't tell me that, which was, you know, probably for the best. Um, but they, <laughs> yeah. but they did in, in in about June of that year, and and uh, and then, you know, we got a call. It was the day after my sister graduated high school. Uh, we were, I was at a party that night at. You remember Mark Jansen? He was at yeah, his yeah. house, yeah, in your neighborhood, best friend growing up, yeah, yeah, yep. It was it was his house. Uh, th- like that night, his 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 younger sister and my younger sister were the same age, yep. so um, you know, post graduation party was at his house, and you know our grade was there too and stuff hanging out, and uh, you know we're out doing as you do at a high school party, and then the next you know I spent the night, and then the next morning I came home, and and uh, my grandma was in town. Um, having been there for my sister's graduation and my parents are there and I walk in there's just like this eerie still like okay what is happening in this house right now weird vibe yeah eh? like so weird vibe like people have been crying and I'm like what the hell is going on you know so I'm like what's up and they're like well you're up and then they told me what happened and it was and and, uh, I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia is the the name of it and uh, you know I didn't even you know 19 year old kid I didn't even really know what that was what it even meant you know yeah i really just a a scary word you know yeah 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 and i i knew really well and and, uh you know going through the treatment and stuff i learned a lot about it obviously basically it's like a i'm going to explain this like an idiot for all the medical people (laughs) out there but basically your blood marrow or your sorry your bone marrow gets kind of out of whack and, and starts making like you know too many blood cells of one kind or whatever and there's some sort of like abnormality going on imbalance yeah yeah so that's that's what it was and and uh you know i i went through <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i went through about uh, probably nine months of like pretty intense uh chemotherapy which was everything from going to the you know they, they changed it up every couple weeks so like one one you know one phase of it i would go into the the doctor's office and get like a couple shots in my legs and like an IV drip or something, and that would happen like three times a week. And then that phase would be over, and then I'd be at home and I would be taking all these pills, and I'd go in like once a, once a week to get some different IV. And this it's all just like chemicals that are just making you feel terrible, you know. Yeah. So um, lost most of my hair and just like you know went through the whole thing like so many people do. Yeah. Um, but was fortunate enough to to get through that period. And uh, about nine months later, you know, in spring of, of 02, you know, I was kind of feeling back to myself and feeling good, and, and it was just like this, like, awakening in my life, It's like, holy shit, like, that just happened, and now I've got this whole new lease on, on life to, you know, I hate to use a cliche, but that's what right. it is. And uh, it, it really inspired me to, like, think about, well, what do I want to do, and, and, like, what's holding me back, and and I figured out what I wanted to do and realized there was really no reason not to go to try it so I did mm-hmm. you know so it that's was a, freaking, it was a that's freaking cool yeah it, it was it was it was like a, a horrible time in my yeah. life but also like a, a a catalyst for me and 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 uh you know just like a just a reset you know and and I was at that point in my life I was 19 you know I wasn't 40 with with a family like I was 19 and I just had this whole like this world of opportunity ahead of me just a blank slate basically and i was like you know what i'm gonna move to nashville and give it a try and see what happens so it turned yeah, out to be a, a blessing yeah
0: that's friggin' awesome man like that's <clears throat> that's cool how, you know there's times in your life where you just get brought down you know whatever it's if, yeah if, if it's cancer or if it's like you know a nasty breakup or whatever and sometimes that is like your your catalyst like you said to like do something because it's like why not
1: yeah, you know? yeah, it, it it certainly was was for me, and and I was lucky to get through it first of all, and and secondly, lucky lucky to have like just that opportunity, you know. Like I I, I had I had uh, I went to school for a college for a year, and then I I dropped out when when I got sick. And I was kind of going to school. I didn't really know like what for. You know, it was just going to college because you're supposed to go to college after high school. I right. Was kind of kind of aimless on what I wanted to major in and all that like kind of stuff. Like many of us, myself yeah, yeah. included. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I just yeah, like the thought of like an 18-year-old like deciding what they want to do with their life is it's crazy insane. to me. It's insane. It really is. <laughs>
0: it's just like yeah, when you're 18, you want to do one thing. When you're Twenty one, you want to do another thing. When you're yeah. twenty six, you want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I, most people, anyways. But there's some people that know,
1: which is yeah. There's, I guess, there is, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, well, once I, I uh, and something else that was that was really helpful for me, um, high, We talked about high noon, that that cover band that I that I played with for a while. So when I came into the band, I w- I took the place of another uh, fiddle player that was just a couple years older than me. Um, his name was Nick Hoffman, right? Mm-hmm. He's he lives in uh, he lived in Minnesota at the time and played in that band. Okay. And he left he left that band to move to Nashville to try to like get a gig or whatever. And he was able to do it. He moved to Nashville and he he hooked up with uh, with Kenny Chesney's uh, band leader and wound up getting an audition with Kenny Chesney. And this was kind of like before Kenny Chesney like blew up and became Kenny this m- <laughs> mega star. Yeah. <laughs> in a like, way. Yeah, like he'd been around for a while and and you would have known some of his songs and stuff, but yeah. he wasn't like the the s- selling out, you know, stadiums Kenny Chesney that he is today. Uh-huh. But 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 this 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 guy Nick, he he moved down to Nashville and and uh he he got an audition and he wound up getting this this gig and and you know, a couple years later he's like, you know, on TV playing with Kenny Chesney. So I was able to see like, okay, there there is a path to do this. You can You can make it happen i mean nick nick made it happen so that was really helpful too just having having that and just seeing that it's you know that's possible you know i think that's really helpful
0: yeah that's awesome so go through the cancer thing decide to move to nashville get going in school what was like your what was your next move
1: as far as like playing uh yeah so so i uh I uh, um, applied. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I <laughs> applied tough, to Belmont University. Yeah, and uh, I had heard, I had heard that you know they had this music business program. You could major in music business, and I thought, well, if the music thing doesn't work out, you know, maybe I'll work at a record label or something. Which, you know, in the '90s was probably a different thing pre pre Napster and pre like free music everywhere. So. Digital, yeah, no doubt, <laughs> you know, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally different, different deal. But I thought that was kind of my thought. Like, all right, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about how the music business worked at all. I knew that there was singers, and I knew that there was record labels, and I was like, well, if I can't play with the singer, I'll work at a record label. <laughs> that was uh-huh. kind of the, the thought process. So I, I, I uh, applied for for Belmont, and I wound up getting accepted. Found out that summer, and uh, once that was kind of in place, like, all right, I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to start in spring of uh 20 of 2003 excuse me um that was the plan and I was like all right well I need to meet some people so uh, so I got on the internet and I started like just trying to figure out who these fiddle players were that were that were touring with people you know I knew Nick I knew Nick was with Kenny Chesney I knew him yeah. and uh this was pre you know pre-MySpace pre-Facebook pre- Instagram, like, you know. Th- so you had to
0: do some stalking or, wh- or what? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's some creeping for sure. And most people didn't have, like, websites and stuff like that, but there was uh-huh. a couple people that did. And uh, and one of them that, that I reached out to that actually got back with me was this guy named Roddy who played fiddle with Shania Twain. Um, and uh, I, I emailed him. I actually saw this email on my laptop, like, a year ago or so, and I was just horrified by the... By the uh, what I what I like said, it was just so embarrassing. It was like total rookie green, just like trying to figure something out. It's like, oof, that is rough. But he wrote me back, which was cool. And uh, and he kind of you know, he kind of mentored me a little bit and it was like, you know, this is this is kind of how how it is and stuff. And I didn't know this at the time, but he was uh, he wasn't touring with Shania Twain um, at the time. Because she was off and whatever, and he had picked up another gig, and he was playing with this band called Lone Star, who had a you know a bunch of hits back in the late nineties mm-hmm. and early aughts, and he was he was playing fiddle with them, and uh, you know we'd stayed in touch for for a few months, and then he was like, hey man, I'm I'm actually going to be going back on the road with Shania Twain pretty soon because she's firing up again, and I'm I've got this Lone Star gig, and no promises at all, but you know I th- I th- if you could get if you wanted to audition. I might be able to get you an audition. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be amazing. So, um, so he was able to make that happen, which is looking back, it's just so miraculous that that was even a thing. Cause it just doesn't happen very often, but it was, a. it, it allowed me to get my foot in the door. Um, I drove down to Nashville with my, with my white truck and, you know, some guitars <laughs> the and, S-10. and yeah, the well, S 10, yep. you know, drove down to Nashville to, to do this audition. And, uh, the only person I knew in town was this Nick guy that I was telling you about, and he was on the road, so I didn't I didn't know anybody. So I stayed at the Best Western near Music Row, and uh, kind of set up camp there. And this whole time, I'm like, is this is this audition like even really going to happen? Like, what what is going on? You know, but but I didn't care. You know, it was a, it was right. a, a fun story if nothing else. Uh huh. Yeah. And and uh, and it wound up happening. I, I drove to the the guitar player's house. Uh, his name is Michael Britt. Um, he's since become a, a good friend, and uh, we drove to his house and and uh, played through some songs with him or whatever. And he's like, "All right, man. Well, if you want to come out and do a couple of shows this weekend, you know, we'll try you out on the road and see what happens." I'm like Just shit, like bam. Okay, yeah. So I did. Um, got on the bus, you know, and totally, you know, we we rode a bus the the way the way that band was structured there was four guys that was like they were like the main, Their main four right principles right and then they had a couple of side guys uh, so it was me and two other side guys this bass player uh, named Robbie and steel guitar player named Brad and it was the three of us and then like the the, the road crew you know the roadies and we're on this bus and twenty year old me like goes up to the bus and I don't I've never been on a bus before I don't know where to put my shit I don't know like what I don't know anything you know <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> <laughs> they probably looked at me like, "Okay, this guy's will be here about five minutes, and then we'll be on his way." But uh, I, I, you know, did the weekend? The shows went went good as far as I could tell. And then at the end of that weekend, they're like, "All right, we're going to try out a couple more people. We'll we'll let you know." So like, okay, so I drove back to Minnesota, and I just waited to see if they would call me again. And then uh, a couple weeks later, they wound up calling. They're like, "Hey, you know, we want to hire you if you want the gig." So it was, like, it was really Crazy, yeah. How was that
0: phone call? awesome yeah. or
1: what yeah I, I don't remember the specifics of it but i remember just being like holy shit like w- that just happened can't even couldn't even believe it um yeah. so i'm i'm i know how like you know if there's other musicians out there listening that's not how it happens ever like it's so crazy that that it that wound up happening that way um i was really fortunate to to have some some mentorship early and and just kind of things just kind of fell into place so um wanted to play with Lone Star for like two and a half years and it was a it was an incredible it was two and a half yeah I remember
0: um you guys came up to Fargo and played that was a fun little concert up there I don't know if you remember that yeah for sure yeah um all right so two and a half years with Lone Star and then like what happened from there
1: so uh, let's see. From there, uh, and my my time with, with Lone Star was was incredible. Like the, those guys were really, really great to me. Uh, you know, I, I look back and I think, like, gosh, they hired this t- twenty year old kid. You know, fresh Greened off the in boat. Y- yeah. yeah, just like they then just gave me such a huge such opportunity. An, yeah, I mean, an unbelievable opportunity. So I was, I mean, I was grateful at the time, and looking back, like having. Having the perspective of being here 17 years now it's like damn like that I can't even believe that that they even did that so it was really amazing of those guys to to give me that opportunity and, and give me a give me a shot at it you know um but I played with them for a couple years and then and then uh, this opportunity came up to to play with uh with Gretchen Wilson who at the time was was kind of the the hottest thing going in in uh in country country music at the, at that moment, you know she, yeah she came on strong came on strong and she was gonna you know open up for Kenny Chesney that year and she was gonna play you know do a, a European tour and do an Australian tour and there's all this amazing travel opportunities and and that that uh, opportunity came up and I it was tough but I just I couldn't say no to it because I just thought the the traveling and and all that kind of stuff would just be an amazing experience so. Uh, I wound up switching gigs and and I played with her and played with her for for let me get this right for like six six years i think six really? six yeah six years or something like that okay um couple album cycles with her and uh you know and then um yeah it was just a just an amazing opportunity got to meet a lot of, a lot of different different guys who I'm still friends with and and uh yeah it was it was, it was really really cool yeah
0: yeah um before we keep rocking, what was your favorite Lone Star song? Uh
1: Favorite Lone Star song was probably um What About Now was a really fun one to play. Uh uh-huh. I played I played guitar on that one, which was that was like the only song I played uh played electric guitar on was, was this one song. Oh yeah. And, and uh it was it was it was really fun to to get to you know do that kind of mix it up it's it's so interesting to me that uh fiddle players uh can relate and back in you know the early aughts in the 90s like every single band had a fiddle player right. every every single song had fiddle on it like it was just it was just a given that it was you know fiddle and steal on just about every single song yeah so back then yeah. like I played I played we did say a 17 or 18 song set and I would play fiddle on 17 songs and then I'd play electric guitar on this one song and it was a really easy part that that Michael the guitar player showed me just this you know open chord thing but it was it was fun and it was a good energy you know I think we did uh I think we played that as as the encore maybe that and no news was another fun one to play with no those news. guys I like
0: yeah. uh you walked in i love that song you
1: walked in's good yeah that that one was was one of the songs that i auditioned with actually because oh, yeah? there's there's this uh deceptively tricky fiddle solo on that one um you listen to it you don't think much about it until you start trying to play it you're like oh this is this is kind of interesting here <laughs> yeah so um that was one of the ones that i auditioned with yeah uh for the for that solo man check it out it's <laughs> it, it's uh, Rob Hajeckis, I'm, I'm sure, and uh, it's 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 pretty, you know, pretty, pretty tricky tough. for us fiddle players. Yeah, you're shifting up the neck, you're playing in second position, then you're going up to third, and you know it's 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 nothing too crazy, but but uh, that was maybe the the most challenging thing that they had in their in their sets. They want to make sure you could nail that one for sure. Yeah, I <laughs> did. I love
0: that song. And I, now that yeah. you mentioned, it, I do re- kind of know the the
1: uh solo i don't know what the schmacks you're talking about with second and third position <laughs> basically you're moving you got you got your hand down you know by the by the end where you where the the tuners are right and then as as you go up towards i guess towards your face you're moving up positions right so yeah playing that in 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 tune and and with the the swagger that the original had is is yeah uh, you know kind of a kind of Tough a trick thing to pull off Yeah, a huh? little, little bit yeah least it was for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so um you know played with, play with Gretchen for a while and then uh she got to the point where where she was kind of you know kind of just doing her thing and and playing a lot of a lot of casinos and and kind of just um you know we didn't we didn't really open for for a lot of other bands anymore we're not a lot of festivals anymore and we're kind of in our own little bubble mm-hmm. and it was a great gig like we I loved all the guys and girls that were in the band and you know she treated us really well you know she, she paid us well and all that kind of stuff and, and yeah. it was it was good but I, I just felt like I needed to do something else just to kind of broaden my Keep network growing. a little bit yeah yeah, and just meet some more people and just kind of like just kind of get out there a little more so um I got I, I wound up taking this gig with uh, Easton Corbin who was kind of a, a brand new artist at the time um and he was gonna he had a couple he had a couple hits you know i'm a little more country than that and yeah, roll with it couple that's
0: a great song I like that out, song a lot
1: yeah i came out with a couple number ones right out the gate and he was opening for uh brad paisley that tour with like eight other bands i was like this would be a really cool opportunity to just meet some more people and just kind of get out of this little bubble that i'm kind of finding myself in so i wound up doing that um for only about four months and uh and uh, let's see on that tour there was a uh, Darius Rucker was opening for Brad Paisley as as direct support and I had known his drummer a little bit from the past uh, his name's Jeff Marino but we really got to know each other a lot better on that on that tour and he Jeff's Jeff's been around in Nashville forever and he he knows everybody and all that stuff and he told me that Dirks was potentially looking to add somebody to his band and add a fiddle player slash they call it a utility guy, kind of like baseball, you know, like a baseball utility guy is like plays every position. And, play, yeah. You know, okay. the utility guy in Nashville is a guy that, that can play multiple instruments, you know? Yeah. So, so they were looking for, for that. And, uh, and I was like, well, shit, Dirks, that'd be, that'd be an amazing gig. So, um, I wound up getting to audition with, for Dirks and then, and then, uh, got the, got the call on that one. So, and I've been with him ever since. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So, like, a little more. I want, I'm curious about
0: like getting into the the guitar more so than the fiddle yeah. or even like steel guitar. I remember you playing the steel guitar, you know, back in high school. I remember you
1: had a, a board playing or in, whatever you call it. Playing in air quotes would be the correct, okay. correct uh, practicing <laughs> correct terminology on dabbling. that. Dabbling, yeah. yeah, attempting, yeah. But steel guitar is the craziest instrument on the planet. It's <laughs> it's awesome. Like it's it's. It, it, played it well it's just it's the coolest thing but you've got for those that aren't familiar it's it it's you, you play it sitting down and it, it kind of looks like uh you know almost like some people have mistaked it for like a small keyboard or uh you know there's all sorts of jokes like a sewing machine or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or uh you know the electric uh, cheese grater you know that's been called <laughs> just it's just this like contraption right and you're and you're sitting down at it and your left foot has access to anywhere from like three to eight pedals that it can hit and those pedals bend certain strings up or you know, up a half step or a whole step. And then on your right foot you've got this volume pedal that you use to kind of swell the sound in and kind of get those, you know, that kinda kinda thing. Okay. You know, your 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 left hand is holding a bar, a steel bar that like goes up and down the, the fretboard to change your pitch. Your right hand has a thumb pick. And two finger picks, so you're playing, you know, up to three different strings at a time, while you're sliding the bar, while you're hitting the pedals with your left foot, while you're doing the volume pedal with your right foot. And Unreal. If, and as if that wasn't enough, then you're then there's these levers on the left and right side of your knee, both knees. And you're you're if you you know bend if you push your knee out to the left, your left knee out to the left, it'll bend a certain notes a certain way and if you push it to the right it'll bend other strings a certain way wow same thing on your on your left foot so it's just like this crazy mad scientist contraption so you have
0: like almost like is it six controls like both your hands both your knees both your feet
1: yeah yeah okay yeah and and within that like you know your left foot can hit any of these eight pedals that are on your on your your left foot and then you know on top of that there's a lot of times there's two different sets of strings on the top that come next so this could be a double neck (laughs) why not steel so like one of them is tuned a certain way and has a certain set of pedals and knee levers that affect that and the other one is tuned a different way and it has this whole nother set of pedals and knee levers that affect that one and it's just like this i don't even just a machine it's 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 pretty pretty bonkers for sure Wow! So I thought it'd be a great idea to learn how to play that, and <laughs> that lasted about you about six like, months. <laughs> hey, hey, F this, yeah, F this for sure. <laughs> Leave that <laughs> to the professionals. Uh-huh.
0: So, how like how'd you get into the guitar then? What prompted that, or, uh, or had you been playing like when we were young? I don't really remember. A yeah,
1: I mean, a, a little bit. Like I, I bought, I bought a uh, an Epiphone 300 three hundred dollar Epiphone uh, acoustic guitar. It was like my first guitar that I bought, and and this like you know this uh, folder I guess with like chords written on it, you know like you, your chord formations, like all your majors and minors and all that kind of stuff. So I had had those two things, and uh, I was talking about these uh, musicians that I used to play with, these older guys, and and Russ Russ Wolf was the guy's name that I that I mentioned before. That was this encyclopedia of country music. Yeah. Um and he yeah, he played guitar, so it's, he kinda showed me some stuff on it. So I kinda dabbled a little bit. I never I've I've never taken a, a guitar lesson or anything like that. I probably should, but um I'm you know, I just kind of figured out how to play chords and that kind of stuff. So um yeah, it wasn't like something that I would and even still, like I'm not gonna be out there like shredding a solo or anything like that. But <laughs> you know, I'll I'll hold down the hold down the rhythm for sure. Pull down the fort. Yeah, it looks yeah. funny. George, our buddy,
0: you know, he made a kind of a funny comment, or I think he said it. He's like, Yeah, our, our buddy Dan's a fiddle player for Dirks Bentley, but he plays a fiddle for what? How many songs? How many songs do you play fiddle for now?
1: Uh, I, As of the latest set list, one. <laughs> it's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's a fiddle
0: player for Dirks. He's just like, Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. he's their guitar
1: player yeah that's the the sec the secondary guitar player for for sure our 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 lead guitar player his name's Ben Helson he's he's just a a monster bluegrass guitar player and and can play everything he's pretty incredible so I just I I, I let him take all the all the all the real stuff and I just, just kind of keep the rhythm. it out <laughs> yeah I guess yeah
0: uh love it um so you progress with dirks obviously how long you've been there what how, how long you been with him now uh 10 years okay wow so 2010 all right yeah yeah that's crazy been a pretty wild ride with him huh
1: yeah it's been fun um he when when, when i got added to the band uh he had just put out uh, this bluegrass record that he that he made uh, it was called Up on the Ridge and it was a total departure from you know a mainstream country record he had all these great bluegrass songs and great bluegrass players on there and, and he was just feeling like he wanted i guess he was feeling like he wanted to add a little bit more of that kind of instrumentation to his his live show so uh he he decided to bring on a, a fiddle player and from okay. that you know from there like we we you know we played a few songs off that record every night and, and a lot of his older hits that he that he had at the time um and yeah it's been a, it's been a wild ride i think i think he would say that 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 bluegrass record kind of marked like kind of a new beginning for his for his career um i think it was you know and i don't know the reasons behind it but I, but it feels like since then he's kind of had this like second you know th- thrust in his tra- trajectory for you know for his for his career and he's had a lot of a lot of hits since then and and uh, we've gotten to do some some really cool stuff for sure so it's been it's been fun it's been it was almost like you know i came on and at the time uh, a new bass player had just joined a couple months prior to me and a new guitar player had kind of joined so it, I, maybe it it was almost kind of like a new just a new thing a new energy a new a new band for his um, whole yeah so, i think i yeah. think so and and uh and it, it's just been all that to say it, it's been really fun to just kind of see see it happen because he's he's had a lot of success um in the last 10 years and it's been it's been really fun to be along for the ride
0: yeah oh, that's awesome um so fast forward what like what's what's new in uh in in the dirks realm as far as shows or two or yeah
1: we've well we've taken a uh a hard left turn And started a uh, a uh, country '90s country cover band called the Hot Country Nights.
0: You know, I've seen that on Instagram. All right, tell me about it.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so this was probably uh, you know four years ago, five years ago. Um, It's five years ago actually. My my daughter had just been born, and we 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 had some off time coming up. Typically, you know the 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 late fall and and winter months are pretty slow for you know touring bands. There's there's not a lot of uh, I mean there's no you know summer festivals and stuff like that so it, it's kind of a slow time there's not a not a ton going around going on around the holidays and whatnot mm-hmm. so we we thought well man let's let's start a band and just play cover songs play 90s cover songs and and play you know get a gig down on broadway downtown nashville you know and just play play once a month or whatever just for the hell of it just for fun yeah so that's kind of where the idea started and then uh, you know we we learned a, a ton of songs and and we went really deep like you know really studying the the, the parts and and trying to you know f- just really nail every everything that that we were hearing on these on these old records from the '90s. And so we we started with that, and then we I, th- I don't even know how it evolved to be honest with you, but we we uh, thought it'd be apparently thought it'd be a good idea to dress the part and kind of dress up <laughs> like '90s, and then that turned yeah. into us you know getting. Getting like some some you know crazy '90s clothes and and uh, mullet wigs and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and then we played a couple of shows around around Nashville for fun and uh, you know it was a great time and then it kind of went away and we did the Dirks thing again for a while and then the Hot Country Nights kind of resurfaced and we're like well maybe we should do something again so we you know played a couple of shows and then it kind of died down and uh, and then Dirks had the idea. I think it was maybe a year or maybe two years ago that the Hot Country Nights should open Dirk's shows. So like we would play Mm. in character, in costume and stuff at like seven o'clock. And then, you know, the Tennille Towns or whoever was our like opening act would would perform. Uh, She she was our opening act last year and I think the year prior uh, may have been John Party or somebody like that, I can't remember. But um, anyway, so like we would play first and then the real opener would play and then the middle act would play and then Dirks would come out and do his real show at the end. And it was interesting because you're playing for this crowd who's there to see Dirks Bentley and Dirks is up there as the Hot Country Knights with a wig and, you know, Pit Viper sunglasses or whatever. And, <laughs> and the people had no idea that it was him. Like, really? had no, like he's singing the songs, he's got the same <laughs> voice, but people just had no clue what they were watching. So there's a lot of. A lot of confusion in the crowd. Like, what are these guys for real? Is this a joke? Like, what, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so we did that all, all last year and, and part of the year uh, prior to that, and uh, and he's like, you know what? Let's if we're gonna do it, let's do it all the way. So so we recorded a, a record this this last fall. We recorded like eleven songs, really, and uh, they're all originals. That he you know he wrote with some other songwriter buddies in town and they're like 90s influenced yeah um I, you know mixed with like some 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 lyrics that you you hear them the first time and maybe you, you don't notice and then you listen a little closer you're like oh wait a minute this is actually it's a line not, from it's, yeah well it's it's like like we've got this song called asphalt right and it's called the hook is it ain't my fault it's that asphalt and it's a song about like being on the road and all that kind of stuff, but it's really a song about about ass as well. So <laughs> it's just kind of that kind of thing, like kind of silly, not taking ourselves too serious. And and uh, you know, it's it's gone way further than I ever thought it would. We've we've got a, a record coming out this year, and we're we're doing dates as the Hot Country Nights this this spring, and uh, it's it's a joke gone way too far at this point but that's kind of keeping us busy dirks is kind of in between uh album cycles right now um and uh we're kind of doing a few Dirk shows this year and and a few hot country nights shows this year as well so it's a lot of fun you guys yeah
0: uh, yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting you guys uh making your way up to mini uh i don't know if we're getting up there
1: not that i know of but i i hope we do um yeah, I, I I think there's uh, there's dates, hotcountrynights.com. There's <laughs> <laughs> check it out. I a little plug there, huh, babe? Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I think there's like 12, 12 dates or so on the books right now, and and I don't know if we'll add add more or not. But it's you know nobody we're, we're not nobody's taking themselves too serious, and and it's just fun to like, you know, it's actually really fun to to kind of just dress up and, and become this this character, and uh, just just be silly and have a good time
0: yeah for sure that's that's freaking awesome um well i appreciate you doing this uh what i want to do is end it speaking of having a little fun i don't know if you remember um seventh grade computer class i want to say it was seventh maybe eighth
1: could have been eighth but yeah i remember mr, M- yeah. mr.
0: mcgregor shannon mcgregor
1: see I, w- I would not have remembered that but that's that's a good memory yeah i remember <laughs> me you uh, Kyle Eliason was in there I'm pretty sure I forget uh-huh. who else but yeah Yeah we Woomp was huge Woomp there it is Big song yeah <laughs> Yeah we drove the teacher crazy uh, <laughs> Singing Woomp there it is In, in our uh, computer typing class <laughs> Dude, Wow
0: well, yeah I mean I'm not a big computer guy And probably got bored in there so we just I don't know I think we were sitting next to each other And we just started riffing just start i don't think like it was like an everyday deal
1: yeah i'm sure it was or
0: it was uh <laughs> you remember how she goes right tag team back again Back again that's all i got but yeah i that's remember it. that part
1: tag team back again check and in then some
0: I... and let's begin <laughs>
1: buddy I'll all co- buddy people let me hear some noise you got that or no nah i i'll come in on the chorus man that's i i don't have it I don't think I ever De- knew it, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe I learned it <laughs> from you. I probably mumbled my way it. So I was
0: it. probably singing, and you were just kind of following. Maybe you, you probably yeah. added some fillers.
1: Tag team, back again. I got that. That's Check us, wreck
0: in. Let's begin. Party on, party people. <laughs> let me hear some noise. DC is in the house. Jump, jump, rejoice. Except party over here. Party over that. With your hands uh. in the air. Shake your Ah, uh, These three words, when you get impish, say won't. It is. It is.
1: <laughs> yes, it's amazing.
0: Dude, uh, I remember like the first. Two verses by heart, but then after that, it's
1: just steel steel trap you got there, Luther. That's impressive.
0: Stupid times got us through middle school, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's good stuff. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you doing this, um, and uh, yeah, sharing your story. And yeah, thanks for having me. All right, dudes, there it was. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I appreciate Dan once again man my man Dan hoax Uh, you know it was great that he was able to share some stuff you know talking about cancer talking about what he went through um, just really kind of his whole ride and like I I appreciate that that was freaking sweet Um, one of the biggest things I might take away and I hope you you guys can also take from it is that I just love how when he was diagnosed with cancer he Had a new lease, like he had a blank slate. Like he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Like I'm just gonna do it because I wanna and I gotta try it. And I think we all can take a lesson from that. So maybe you're contemplating something in your own life, whatever it might be. You're like, "Ah, should I do it? Should I? Nah, whatever. Like I did this with my podcast. It's like "Ah, I don't really want to do it because the price sounds stupid, but. Um, I did it anyway, and I reached out to Dan. I appreciate it. Freaking huge. I had a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed listening, and we will keep this thing rolling. We'll see you guys soon. Talk to you on the flip. Learn, try, know, and achieve. Home, babe.